0: Oh! <laughs> Welcome back to Throwing Hands. Dan and I. will be previewing Fight Night Thompson versus Neal. Last fight night of the year. Last preview of the year. It's been a good year. Daniel, how you have been?
1: It's been a great year. Uh, for UFC, I should say. Obviously, COVID and everything has um, made everything completely crazy. But one of the things that has come out of it is the UFC's been all over the place all year. It's allowed us to basically put out at least two shows a week since July, which has been insane, but we're coming down the home stretch now and i'm I'm excited to see where things go in twenty twenty one because I think the u f c for what it's gone through in twenty twenty is gonna come out better,
0: yeah, for sure, and I'm sure you know they'll get all this covid stuff down and anchored, and then you know. We will be back nonetheless, but they will be back in full force next year anyway. But let's talk about the main card here. There's a lot of fights here. We'll probably preview the, review the whole thing, but we're going to preview the main card here. First bout on the main card, Marcin Tybrue versus Greg Hardy. Uh, Tybrue, he's been around a while in the UFC experience. He just beat Ben Rothwell. He's looking to get back up there. And, you know, Greg Hardy, has been surprising as of late. What are your thoughts on this matchup?
1: This is an interesting one because Greg Hardy is such a polarizing figure, uh, but he's been – he's he's talented. You you can't take that away from him. He's a great athlete, and he does some things very well in the octagon. Uh, he's been controversial while he's been fighting. He's been controversial outside the UFC, but he's on a two-fight win streak with with wins against Jorgen De Castro and Maurice Green. And I think he got pushed a little bit too hard. Uh, into that Volkov fight uh, back in back in November 2019 he's looked better in 2020 uh, but he's interesting and then Ty Burrow, like you said he's been around a really long time this is going to be the end of his fourth year in the UFC and he never really hit the ceiling of, of true like top 15 this guy is is someone to be a, a force to be reckoned with uh, but he lost four of five uh, from 2017 to 2019, and then he's come back and won three fights this year. So these are two guys that have really bounced back in 2020, and I think they're going to try to continue that into 2021.
0: Yeah, I'm sure of that too. So when we talk about um, <laughs> what were the keys for these guys, they're both strikers, but I, I'm, I would think Marcin Tybura has more ground uh, experience. So if it gets a little dicey, I'm sure he can bring it down there. What are your thoughts?
1: I think so. I think that's, that's the key for him is, is taking to the ground because Hardy is uh, so much of a striker and not much else. So if, if Ty takes this to the ground, he's got six mission wins. That, that's going to be a big step for him.
0: All righty then. So predictions. Um, I think Hardy wins this one, honestly. He's been on a roll as of late. You know, He's got two wins in a row over some decent opponents. I think he takes this one. What do you think? I agree with
1: you on that. I think Greg Hardy is going to keep it rolling, finish off 2020 on a high note, and carry it over into 2021.
0: All right. To the next event of the evening, Malin Morais versus Rob Font. Rob Font looking to get back into contention here as he is falling off a little bit late. But, you know, Rob Font, sneak a submission game, great striking. Malin Morais, fantastic striking. This, 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 could be, this is a five of night contender for me. What do you have to say about this bout?
1: I think so. And I think Marlon Moraes uh, is going to come out hungry. I know he lost to Corey Sandhagen, but uh, he was right in that conversation for, for the Bantamweight title earlier in 2020 when everything was kind of getting crazy in that division. Uh, and it's settled down a little bit more. And I think he was overlooked at the time, but then he came out and lost to Sandhagen. So uh, you, look, you look at this fight, and you've got Rob Font, who has fallen off a little bit, but he's still 17 and four and he's won two fights in a row. It's just he's only fought essentially three times in the last two years. So you're looking for him to get back on track. Uh, He beat Ricky Simon over a year ago now, and now he's going to try to come back out against Marlon Moraes, who has had a little bit of trouble in the last couple of years, his last two of three, but they were to Cejudo and Sandhagen. And that sandwiched around a win over uh, over Jose Aldo last year. So – These two guys can go. They just haven't fought very often. So I'm not necessarily sure what we're going to see out of these two. I just know Marlon Moraes is going to come out hungry because he's trying to reestablish himself as a guy at the top of that division. Even though he's ranked third, he's a little bit further behind in the pecking order than that. And then Rob Font is coming off over a year off, and it was a fight of the night in that win over Ricky Simon that he pulled off. So I think Rob Font's going to come out. These two guys are going to go at each other for however long this fight goes, I agree with
0: you. This is probably my prediction for fight of the night. Yeah, and so when we talk about these guys, you know, both mainly strikers, but they both have decent submission game, so this fight could go anywhere. And they're both very similar to an extent, in my opinion. So I think Rob Font uses his hands a little more compared to Marais' kicks. So Marais needs use kicks because he is at a reach disadvantage. So what are your keys for this matchup?
1: I would agree. I, I think this is a pretty even-matched fight. Uh, like you said, the striking mix is a little bit different. Uh, but if Marais can keep distance with some kicks and then use that to set up the rest
0: of his game, I think he'll be in pretty good shape. All righty. predictions. I think, I think Marais gets back on track here. I think this is a big step up for Rob Font, uh, especially you know after the Ricky Simone fight. And it's been over a year. And I'm sure this fight just came together because they both needed somebody to fight. What do you think?
1: Yeah, I think it's going to be a win for uh, for Marlon Moraes as well, and I think he probably does it by submission personally. All
0: righty. Uh, predict, uh, not predictions. The next foul, Michelle Pereira Lima versus Chaos Williams. This will be the most violent fight of the night. These two guys are both extremely entertained. This isn't making it past three minutes, I think, but we'll see here. Uh, I'm excited for this one. What do you think?
1: I agree with you. This is just going to be straight fireworks, I think somebody's probably going to get performance of the night out of this. Uh, and, and I'm not necessarily sure who it's going to be. These two guys just go at it like nobody's
0: business. And, and now they're going to be putting the octagon together. It's going to be insane. It will be insane. And I think for keys, they're most similar on the feet. I think Lima has a more uh, diverse grappling background than chaos Williams does. What, what, what are your keys for this one?
1: Yeah, I would agree there. Uh, Liam is a black belt in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Uh, Williams really is just uh, a full-blown power striker so if it does go to the ground Pereira is going to be in a lot better shape when it does all right predictions who do you have this is tough I I think oh man I I don't know what to say about this fight because it's going to be honestly a matter of just who knocks the other guy's head off first Uh, but I think personally Looking at what they've done recently, I've got to go with Chaos Williams. He's eleven and one. He's coming up on his third fight in the UFC with this one, his third fight of 2020, and he's looked great in his first couple. He hasn't had a fight go longer than a minute this year, and I don't think that's going
0: to change. Yeah, I think I think uh, Lima's antics will get him into some trouble. You know, he slapped uh, his last opponent a couple times. And I think, you know, he just likes to mess around in there sometimes. I think with Chaos Williams, that's too dangerous. But I think that one gets head. I think Chaos gets the win by knockout. All righty. To the co-main event of the evening, Cheeto Vera versus Jose Aldo. Uh, Jose Aldo coming off of a, a big loss against Piotr Jan. And Marlon Vera coming off a big win against uh, Sugar Sean O'Malley. Marlon Vera can do it anywhere. Jose Aldo, he underrated grappling. But – He mainly gets you with those kicks. What are your thoughts on this uh, intriguing matchup? I don't want
1: to say that this is a must win for Aldo, but it's kind of a must win when it comes to him staying relevant for the title because nobody thought he deserved that shot against Piotr Jan. Well, it wasn't a shot against Piotr Jan. It was a shot for the vacant Bantamweight Championship. Nobody thought he deserved that. Everybody knew that they made that fight just for monetary purposes. And he's lost three fights in a row now because he got beat by Volkanovsky in his last fight at featherweight, lost to Maraich in his bantamweight debut, and then lost to Jan in that fight for the bantamweight title. So when it comes to competing for the championship, this is must win for Jose Otto. And then for Marlon Vera, uh, this is legitimately a chance for him to establish himself as a top 10 guy uh, because uh, he's he won 5 fights in a row lost to Song Yadong uh, back in May but then came back and dominated Sean O'Malley and say what you want about the Sean O'Malley injury uh, Marlon Vera caused the injury and capitalized on it so i think this is the chance for vera to establish himself as a top 10 guy and this is a chance for Jose Aldo to say hey i'm still here so this is this is an important fight for both of these guys i love Cheeto vera i love what he does and jose aldo is a complete legend i'm going to be paying really close attention when this fight comes
0: on oh for sure so let's talk about um keys to the to the match here for, every, for both of these guys they're both very similar when it comes to uh dimensions leg reach reach but i think Marlon vera i think jose aldo has the advantage on the on the feet here with his kick so i think vera might want to try and take this to the ground and work some submissions but jose aldo's submission. Uh, defensive submission game is very good so what are your keys for this one
1: I think so I think it's going to be a matter of uh who controls the fight early I think who controls pace in the first round is going to who's going to who's going to control it for all three rounds uh Aldo's just of course a master of what he does he's a master of uh I guess you could say what's the word what's what's even the word I'm looking for of, of imposing his will against his opponent is I guess I guess what I'm trying to say he's a master of making fights into what he wants to make them that's why he's so good at what he does that's why uh, even at the age of 34 uh, he's considered one of the best fighters in the world so I think that's what Aldo is going to have to do and then Vera it's going to be doing that as well it's going to be outdoing what Jose Aldo does so well which is tough but I think Marlon Vera has proven in the fights that he's won particularly recently that that's something he that he
0: excels at as well well said my man all right two predictions who do you have this is tough because Aldo's
1: a legend but I think this is Marlon Vera's time you saw him after that Sean O'Malley fight and you saw how motivated this guy is he's never been finished which I think is going to be big in this fight because the last – let me say this. Um, Jose Aldo has not won a fight by decision since 2016. His last two wins against Jeremy Stevens and Renato Moicano have both been by TKO, and they've both been early in fights. So I think Marlon Vera is going to win this one, and I think he's going to win it by decision. That's That's what I'll go with because Aldo has not – uh, won a fight by decision since 2016 and Marlon Vera has never
0: been finished. I'm going to agree with everything you said there. I think Vera gets it by decision too. All right. To the main event of the evening it was supposed to be uh Shemaya versus uh, Oh, what's his face? I Leon Edwards. There we go. But I don't think we gonna ask for a better one to end the year off. Steven Thompson versus Jeff Neal, Jeff Neal, jujitsu guy, but he's been working with his hands a little more in the past few fights. And Steven Thompson, we all know who he is. He's probably, he might be the best karate guy to ever come to the UFC he's so refined what are your thoughts on this matchup Uh,
1: this is going to be a really interesting fight because it's going to we're going to have to figure out what Jeff Neal is going to look like I mean this guy was in the hospital with with sepsis he was in bad bad shape uh just leading up to his fight against Neil Magny that was supposed to happen back in August Uh, but here he is just a few months later uh prepping to fight Steven Thompson in a main event. He's extremely talented. He's 13 and two, but he hasn't fought in a year now. So here we go. We're going to see what Jeff Neal is. I think he's had enough time to prep. He's had enough time to get himself together for this fight. But I think the story of what happens here is going to be, what does Jeff Neal look like when he steps into the
0: octagon? Because if he's not ready for wonder boy, he's going to get flattened. Yeah, I have to agree with you there. Uh, So, well, let's go to Keys here. I think I think Stephen Thompson's just too refined on the feet for Jeff Neal. Although Jeff Neal's hands have gotten better over the past couple years. I think I think Stephen Thompson's uh refined touch is way too much. So I think Jeff Neal's best option is to take it to the ground and work something. What do you have to say?
1: I would have to agree with that. I think Neal is going to be in his best scenario when this fight goes to the ground. He's by no means a superstar or uh, just an absolute legend on the ground. He's a blue belt in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. That's more than that's more than uh, Thompson can say. So, uh, well, Thompson's a brown belt. So, what am I what am I talking about? But when you when you actually get into the octagon, it, it's Neil that I think has proven more on the ground. Uh, so, in that case, I think that's that's where he's going to have the advantage. Neither one of these guys are big submission fighters, but I think if Neil can dirty it up a little bit more and not let Thompson just turn this into a straight striking match. Then I think he's going to have the advantage.
0: Yeah, for sure. I, when, when I said just at the beginning, I meant grappling. He, I think he has decent wrestling too. So that I was trying. That's what I was trying to get at. But anyway, predictions. Who you got?
1: This is tough because you've got Jeff Neal, who's thirty, but he's still on his way up right now. At thirteen and two, he's on a seven-fight win streak, uh, going back to his time in LFA and then on the Contender Series as well. Five straight in the UFC. And then Stephen Thompson, of course, is, like you said, one of the best karate fighters we've ever seen in the UFC. He's lost two of three. They were Anthony Pettis and Darren Till, but he still lost two of three. I think Jeff Neal is going to be motivated coming into this fight. He's not had the opportunity to fight in 2020, even though he very clearly has wanted to. And I think he's going to
0: take this one. I'm going to have to deviate, my man. Um, I think Stephen Thompson takes this one. I think – I, this is just a huge step up for Jeff Neal, I think. So I think Stephen Thompson takes this one, but I think Jeff Neal will come back out better on the on the other end of the loss. But anyway, you can't go wrong with anything we said there. All right, any
1: news you got? let's let's see because I have not had the opportunity to really be looking at the hot headlines through the last couple of days. Everything's kind of slowing down at the end of the year, and for good reason, because the UFC is going to be wrapping up for 2020 on, on Saturday. But there's, there's always some kind of news. Um, Junior Dos Santos is, is screaming about an illegal elbow in the Cyril Gon fight, which, dude, you're coming down the back end of your career. Get over it. You lost. Yeah, let's be honest
0: here. Um, Corey Sandhagen versus Frankly Frankie Edgar being finalized February sixth. They have both verbally agreed to the fight. Uh, I'm I'm game for that. <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, the the medical suspensions have come down from uh 256, which there's a lot of long suspensions coming out of this potentially. Um, Brandon Moreno has to have um an MRI of his shoulder. And an X-ray of his forearm, and if he's not cleared from that, he's out until June. Um, oh, Tony Ferguson has to have an MRI of his elbow; he's out until June if he's not clear to that. Um, same with Mackenzie Dern; she has to have a CT scan for a nasal fracture and an X-ray of a hand. Uh, so if that's positive, then she's out until June. There's there's a lot of people coming out of this. Cubs wants in the same deal, potentially a broken hand. So. Uh, there's a lot of injuries coming away from this uh that may put
0: people out until the mid damn that's a lot of, that's a lot <laughs> yeah Jeez, that's nuts uh yeah not, not much else uh anything else you got nothing jumps to mind for me all right that'll do it for us here today uh you can catch us reviewing this fight uh that'll come at you tuesday probably but Thanks for coming back on, man. We, we always have a good time here. All right. And we'll see you guys next time.